everybody. Welcome to our second episode of the Francast. This is really exciting. We loved doing the first episode on the pilot. And today we're going to talk about season one, episodes two, three, and four. And so we're going to cover a lot of ground. It's going to be really fun. And so we definitely want to hear your feedback. And uh, I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. I'm joined by my regular friend Larry's here. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yes. And Colleen is here. Hello again. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so we enjoyed doing the pilot, and was it fun for you guys diving into these uh, these uh, three episodes? Yeah, it was quite enjoyable. I was, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like nonstop gags. It's yeah, to get away. Yeah, I think that they are are pretty strong. I mean, I think with almost any show, that first season is pretty strong because it, you know, it's like when the writers are really fresh, they've got their, uh, you know, full of ideas and, uh, and then it starts to get a little more rough around, uh, season, I don't know, a really good show. It'll be good through four seasons. I feel like, and then it gets a little <laughs> desperate, but uh, most shows, I feel like the writers have two seasons of really good ideas. And then, but this show I think is a solid four. I think there's, <laughs> Some of the later yeah. seasons aren't as good, but, uh, but still, I still really enjoy it. So anyway, I felt like these three were a lot of fun. So I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, let's just dive in. Cause like, so we have a lot to talk about. And the first one is called Smoke Gets in Your Lies. And this is uh, as a result of Brighton getting caught smoking. Grant takes him to see Grandma Yetta, who has been smoking all her life. So, <laughs> Larry, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? Um, it was a yay introduction to Yetta for yeah. the first time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, there's a lot of uh, just kind of like fun, random things. I also really loved, obviously, Carol Channing and mm -hmm. her, her little guest appearance. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just like a, a funny fun little episode yeah yeah what did you think Colleen I enjoyed it a lot I don't remember this episode that well which is kind of funny mm -hmm. I don't know why I couldn't remember a lot of it I remember pieces of it but yeah. not you know the whole thing um I thought it was very funny and it was a lot going on in this episode and it's mm -hmm. funny that the did you just read what the plot line was or the summary of it? Because that's like, so it's at the end of the episode. Right now. All part of it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's very memorable. It's yeah. definitely the most memorable part. Right. But it was a good one. Yeah. So, this is the one I think I was referring to last week. So she didn't get fired, but this is the one where they have like a talk of like, wait, Brighton, like, uh, defended you or like took the fall um right i was like this is the one i was thinking of just last week but it wasn't the first episode it was the second episode <laughs> yeah and so it starts out with uh that brian thinks he's really cool and uh and fran says no you're not cool i'll tell you about who was cool <laughs> and she starts to tell him the story about uh, this guy in her high school and I didn't love him. she says who are you Edward G. Robinson you think <laughs> you think I'm going to be intimidated by somebody who can walk under a coffee table <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a funny line I thought <laughs> and uh and yeah and so uh she tells him the story 
and then he comes out comes back and it has this tries to trick her into signing a uh, a report from the principal and she she doesn't buy it at all which was really good and they say later that the previous nanny got carpal tunnels for all the signing all the stuff yeah. for <laughs> for uh, uh for brighton and I, I it is cute at the beginning with uh she wants to show off the house to val yeah and, and val i was like i'm dying <laughs> and, just, and i thought that was funny and uh i don't know what uh, so we were going to divide this up between a great line for fran and a great line for niles mm-hmm. but it really didn't i thought i was surprised watching these three episodes there wasn't a ton of of Niles CC time in in any say, of these episodes, C- really CC actually had like my favorite line of this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, <laughs> I just love when Mr. Sheffield first comes up to her. It's like, what do you want? Uh, wh- like, what's the point of having a nanny? And then she's just like, not nah, our um, Maxwell. What is the point of having a nanny? He's like, uh, is that not what I just said? She's like, yes, but I wanted to say it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like my favorite, like, little singer moment was actually from Miss Babcock at this one. Yeah. Well, and I, do you think that they could get away with now having a kid you know, get caught smoking? I think there's been other shows. Of course, the one I think of most readily was actually Roseanne, which was also in the 90s. But right. their their approach was like much more severe. They have him like try to smoke a whole pack of cigarettes or something. I mean, it was like that was the idea. Um, I I think so. I feel like there's been another sitcom not too long ago that has kind of delved into a kid smoking. But uh, I'm no TV expert, so what am I saying? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Colleen? I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if smoking cigarettes is something they might do these days. I mean, I don't know. I mean, be a vape. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, frankly, a little stronger. Yeah. I mean, or frankly, even just alcohol. I mean, that's always yeah. a problem for teens. I yeah. feel no matter I, what. Yeah, so. I, I honestly could picture having a pot be a plot point yeah, easier than, so. yeah. than cigarettes because yeah. they're just so not. <laughs> they're they're uh, just so out of favor yeah. right yeah. now. I feel like <laughs> yeah, as they should definitely. be. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could see before all this met, before like the vaping controversy came up in the last few months, maybe vaping, or even now, maybe, maybe a vaping thing, but I feel like people don't know as much about that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how, I mean, I'm not a smoker. I've never really been a smoker, but I don't know how that works. Yeah. So, but that's yeah, that's I could kind see of that. a hot topic, I guess you could say. Right. Yeah, like a sitcom bring it up with your kids learning moment mm-hmm. yeah vaping. Yes. Well, they so they find out that there's this carnival at the school and uh, so she tells Maxwell that he needs to go to the carnival and that they need to all go as a family. It can't just be uh it can't just be her with the kids. And I I think that's another sort of good example of of Fran immediately kind of making this group a family and, yeah. it, and you see that kind of throughout and uh, 
I, I really liked the whole scene with uh, Niles and Fran when she's basically just kind of, there's, it's just sort of exposition scene, but she's talking about her mother and then her, uh, her grandmother, Yetta, and, you know, she's saying, why did I tell that story to a young child? What was I thinking? And, and now she, she wants to, you know, tell a fib to, to Maxwell, but, you know, she needs to tell him just that whole sort of back and forth I thought was funny between uh the two of them and that was in my opinion the best line from niles when he says uh he says it's always nice spending time with you and your family yeah. <laughs> i wrote that down too how funny yeah <laughs> that was my favorite too i also really liked when they were at the at the table and fran is like backtracking uh ah, well uh, you know it's too hot oh well then it's too cold or or she starts <laughs> with cold and then hot and then yeah. he's like well what no we have to go or why why are you acting like this she's like eh, yeah. i must i must have been ovulating this yeah. <laughs> and then Niles comes up, your eggs sir and drops them on the table i thought that was like such a funny little yeah. line that they played off of each other that was really funny i also <laughs> liked that she uh, introduce us to the term of the uh, uh, Meister. I'm probably saying that <laughs> Bubbemeister, the old wives tale. Uh, that was a, a good and I looked it up. That's a real it's a real <laughs> expression. <laughs> they just make it up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I love the scene when Maxwell sends Fran to her room. <laughs> that was funny. Go to your room. My favorite. <laughs> it was so good. And later she becomes a lot more nosy about his plays that he's doing. Cause I, I feel like in later episodes, she would have really freaked out about Carol Channing being there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. True. She did just a bit, like a little bit like, Oh my gosh. I like that. She tried to get like a, a song in. Yeah. yeah like, Oh, oh sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, my my favorite line though from Fran was if I told you to jump off the Empire State Building, hello, that was my mother's voice that just crossed the Queensboro Bridge and came out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. That was funny, I thought. <laughs> I liked the one that said she's in the very beginning when Val was coming over and she says it's her first time at the mansion, so I want her to drop dead. I just yeah. thought that was like funny. If you're <laughs> yeah. like still new to the show and you're not even though you saw the first episode, you're like Ooh, I don't know what to think of this. It's like, ooh, that's a little much. Maybe for some people, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Well, so especially because she said, "I'm dead. I'm dead." Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I'm dropping dead. Oh my yeah. god. Now it's like mission accomplished. Yeah. And that was funny. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, the uh, and then they're interviewing all of these uh, composers for this new play. And if you do get a little bit of a, a jabs from Fran about uh, about his last play, evidently <laughs> wasn't the best. <laughs> uh, and so you see them auditioning some different people, and then she shows up there at the auditions, and uh, that's you see uh, Carol Channing. <laughs> he says, "I want a big, memorable voice," <laughs> and she starts singing. What everybody Dolly. knows and recognizes. Yeah. <laughs> He just yelled next off of like the first note. Yeah, exactly. And so she finally, uh, she finally tells uh, Maxwell about what's happened. And uh, he says, uh, they figure out that 
well, this is the first time that Brighton uh, hasn't uh, turned, wouldn't have turned her in and uh, why he didn't say that. And so, uh, and Maxwell says, could it be that he likes you? And, uh, and so then she's like, I've got the ultimate punishment. And she takes them to go see Grandma Yetta. <laughs> and so what do we think of Grandma Yetta? It is funny, the actress, Anne Morgan Gilbert, that she, uh, Anne Gilbert, that she uh, was only, I think, four or five years older than, uh, than uh, the, uh, the actress who played her mom. I can't think of her name all of a sudden. Um, yeah. I feel like that's a lot of them do that like um from the the golden girls that was yep. kind of the same case as well um whereas Stel getty was like younger than b arthur they really like to age them into like really old people makeup i feel like she renee looks- taylor that's the name i don't know why i can think of it but yeah she's only a few years older I feel like she looked like more authentically old in this first episode. Yeah. I feel like they they went a little bit more like wig y um as Yetta goes on, where yeah. this just kinda like looks like old woman in the <laughs> nursing home smoking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, well and it was point. it was interesting that you see Fran smoking uh at the very beginning and then and then she's putting it out and then she's getting food (laughs) it's just interesting and uh that again i think that's something i I just think smoking is just so not uh you certainly wouldn't see it on uh on anything disney or abc related for sure yeah Uh, you wouldn't but i do love like cbs so maybe (laughs) (laughs) i love when they get mobbed at the end and she's just like don't say that so loud loud. people are gonna come and and so yeah the i she's so funny though i love and go in this role she's hilarious as yetta and she does a really good job does everyone have a grandmother like that i didn't my grandmothers were pretty um yeah, one was really quiet and low key, and one was just not the nicest person. Of uh-huh. all the time. But she was never, they weren't fun like, like, like her, you know, funny. My grandparents, my grandmothers were not like them. I wish I, I kind of, you know, I never had that kind of experience with a grandmother. I know yeah. they kind of overdo it, but I'm sure there's a lot of grandparents like yeah. that out there. Well, and my grand, my both of my grandmas were pretty fun. I lost one of them when I was pretty young, mm-hmm. so but she was just kind of like a a kind person. But she, they all, I don't know. There's like a certain kind of Hispanic sense of humor oh. <laughs> uh, that kind of goes along. It's similar in like the feeding ways of like, no, no, no come and eat. Like, <laughs> like yeah. no, nobody, nobody's hungry. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and then I li- I live with my other grandma, so I don't know. Oh, in a lot cool. of ways, she's kind of like my mom. So. <laughs> yeah i was very close to particularly i mean i was close to both my grandmas but i was particularly close to my um dad's mom my both my grandmas actually passed away last year yeah so it was kind of a (laughs) double whammy but um uh but uh yeah my 
I don't know. Both of them had their things that they were kind of sticklers on or that you knew you'd get kind of in trouble on. And both of them had their eccentricities. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them were loving in different ways. I, you know, different bonds with them. My, uh, my, my grandma Wagner, I, I really did feel like she was one of my best friends. Oh, uh, we, great. Yeah, we really had. And, and it was funny because everybody, all of the grandchildren felt like they were the most, they were her best friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I remember when she first, she had a heart attack like in 2009, a heart event. Uh, and uh, we were all really worried about her. It's amazing we got another decade with her. It's incredible. Oh. But, um, but anyway, and I called my sister who was living near her at the time. And I said, will you let me know? Cause I go, I'll fly out because we have a special bond, me and grandma. And she's like, uh, you don't have, have any idea how many of the, of the, of our uh, cousins have called and said the exact same thing. <laughs> she had that gift of really making you feel special. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, I definitely had a really, and then my grandfather on my mom's side, uh, I, I was particularly close with, with both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was close, but it's a special friendship with, with those two grandparents, uh, <laughs> one from each side, I guess. But, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I was ever like punished by, okay, wait till you get to grandma's. She'll tell you what's what. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but I definitely knew, I mean, I remember my grandma teaching me how to make a bed and I would want to kind of just sloppy. And she'd be like, you can't make half a pie. You have to make the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pretty blessed with great grandparents. And cool. I mean, the fact that I lost uh, just my last ones at 30, uh, 39, well, 38, uh, that's pretty, pretty lucky, pretty fortunate uh, to have yeah. them that long. But anyway, so yeah, it's really fun. And we'll see her throughout. She's pretty sarcastic. And later on in the series, she ends up dating Ray Charles, which is really <laughs> random. Yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> and so did you guys have any uh any lines any other lines that you liked i think we covered all the, yeah, the best I, lines of the episode yeah i think yeah. so well let's talk about the fashion uh. so <laughs> oh <laughs> so she wears so many high jeans it's unbelievable we got those oh, no. 90s high high <laughs> jeans which looked good on no one. <laughs> I, I saw that they were coming back into fashion and I just yeah. thought, no way. That was, that was definitely a style that I thought it will never come back. It's so unflattering. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the like pink checkered skirt I did like that. That, yeah. that she started the episode with. So with the like matching jacket and the pink checkered skirt, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was really cute. Um, yeah, I kind I like her like skirt suit outfits. Uh, yeah. The most. She's <laughs> she wears rocking, another one. Yeah, yeah, she's rocking the turtlenecks a lot. Yeah. in these, <laughs> and it starts out. Yeah, she has kind of a a red vest and jeans, high jeans, yeah. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, she has a jacket with buttons. And you actually see that in the next episode, the jacket with buttons. I was going to say that. Was say that was, <laughs> you actually see two things, I noticed. Two too. things, yes. Yeah. 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 A rainbow vest. It's both yeah. of her, like, rainbow outfits. It's that, like, black jacket <laughs> with the little, like, multicolored buttons. And then yeah. that rainbow vest. So yeah. I was like, hmm, the budget. It's a little small to begin, I see. We're repeating outfits. You're not but supposed I, to repeat back-to-back, back, Fran. We need to spread them out a little bit. I wonder how many bathrobes they, they ended up buying for this show, <laughs> oh, though. I don't know. There are so many. I think this was the same one, though, from the pilot in this one. Yeah. And then it changes. Then yeah. it changes, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, she has a plaid skirt with a black vest. Like, lots of uh, 90s fashion. Just the worst. <laughs> Vests, turtlenecks, high jeans. <laughs> What's that? I grew up in the eighties. Well, yeah, you're, you're just a little. You're yeah, a few years younger yeah. than me. I eighties yeah. um, fashion was better than the nineties, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, you got those terrible like uh, you've got shoulder shoulder puffs and and uh, oh. like fluffy fluffy blouses and high waisted and, jeans. Oh. <laughs> I mean, even if you are like super skinny and and like a model, it still looks terrible. Everyone looks horrible in, in high jeans. Like they're so unflattering. <laughs> I think at least. Yeah, um, yeah and the, uh, the the her best look was probably the introductory look with the red vest and the jeans. But all these vests, <laughs> like vests, turtlenecks. And high jeans are just the worst. <laughs> I'm trying to think in my life how many times I've worn a vest. I mean, I mean, I think when I was in grade school for I would wear a yeah. uniform, but <laughs> I'd well, wear a vest. But that was about it. I never really wear the vest pant. Vests also. I mean, you have to have a very particular body type to, as a woman yeah. particularly, to be able to even wear a vest. I yeah, mean, right. uh, you know, it can't be too top heavy or a vest just is, is not going to work for you. And they're all, too you know boxy, I mean? a lot of them, like the sweater yeah. vests that men wear that women, I know like the Gap used to sell stuff like that, I think. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'm like, it was too boxy. It just made you look like a big box, like a yeah. square. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> It's an interesting, it's going to be fun to kind of keep track of that because it's it's a little bit it's a little bit rough and but it, yeah I I the because uh, then she has the suit coat at first she's she's wearing uh, the plaid skirt and the pink turtleneck oh, yeah. and the black vest as its own thing and then you see it later with the suit coat on top yeah uh, I thought it was a different outfit at first and then I realized it wasn't and so. Yeah, I mean, I think this one's pretty funny. It has some good lines, uh, some good moments between Fran and uh, Mr. Sheffield. And uh, uh, so I would probably, if I, I was, I was going to say, what do we want our, um, we're going to give these a rating. So, okay. we, so what would be a Fran uh, rating for an episode? <laughs> the, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, later on, ten new schleps or whatever it is. Oh my gosh! <laughs> ten yetas? I don't know, but um, for this I, episode, yeah. I, know, that's cute. 
I'd probably give this one a seven out of ten. It's solid. It's funny. It's not like one of the best, but it, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think a seven is fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's a good rating. All right. Well, let's talk about My Fair Nanny. And this is a uh, Fran hosts a tea party for Maggie's friends. However, Maxwell wonders if Fran has the class to pull it off. And these IMDb subrains are not very good. I need to find some better ones. <laughs> and uh, I, I loved at the beginning when Fran says uh, they're talking about a, uh, they're talking about Yasser Arafat. It's like we're, it's just, we're giving him the Gaza Strip would have kill him to take a shave and put a little Faco Bane on. That made me laugh. <laughs> this was actually my favorite of the three we watched yeah, this time yeah. it's so funny i was like me oh too. my gosh i have the most notes here I'm just like wow yeah <laughs> so basically uh cc comes in she's super excited about uh about this. she ran into this debutante this society lady and uh there she signed up for uh for maggie to become a uh uh a um what do they call it uh is it a debutante debutante yeah and so they're gonna have this tea and uh, the uh uh, the the whole that her people came off the mayflower and (laughs) (laughs) i loved her line which is how did how did the people on the mayflower know what to pack is it cold is it rainy there are no (laughs) yes that was funny (laughs) What what did you think of this introductory uh, sort of setup of this episode? Uh, what did you think, Larry? Yeah, I thought it was a fun little setup. Uh, of course, we get another kind of Maggie tantrum. <laughs> I was like, wow, she has like lots of little tantrums throughout yeah. the first, <laughs> first season. Uh, every episode, she's like huffing and puffing about something, it seems. Um <laughs> But I did, oh no, I think that's the next episode. I actually like um, kind of some of the the lines that, um, oh shoot, now I'm like blanking on the brother's name. Brighton. Brighton. I was like, I wanted to say Benjamin, but that's the name of the actor uh, (laughs) that Brighton has with Maggie. um, Just like the little jabs he throws out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, of course, you know, getting any sort of like, breakfast table talk in the yeah. in the uh robe is fun yeah and and this one is like a coral robe yeah and, this is the one yeah. where i was like oh this looks like a little bit of an upgraded uh <laughs> robe here a little fancier robe they got signed up so they got signed yeah. on the budget's better <laughs> yeah <coughs> excuse me uh, I I really like. I she says I agree with Miss Babcock. I know it was an ugly shock for me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a favorite part of this of this uh, beginning here uh, for this one? Um, it was no. I mean, I just love all the the breakfast stuff. I yeah. love when she comes down in a robe like she's been there. We don't know how many weeks, but in the first episode, she was there two weeks. She just. I mean, completely at home, like yeah. right away. Like, I just think it's funny. It's like, hi, honey, I'm home, kind of thing every morning, you know? And it's like, it's just really, yeah, 
hilarious. Yeah, and she tells Maggie, she's, she's like, I'm going to tell you all about clicks. It's easy. She's like, it's easy. She says, there's three universal topics that you can always talk about. Boys, clothes, and Bobby Sherman. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is Bobby Sherman? He's, uh, and he was actually a singer, I guess, in the 60s. Uh, I think it's a name, but I can't think where he's from. Yeah yeah he was kind of i guess similar to like david cassidy oh my god <laughs> uh teen idol in the 1960s and 70s Ooh, he's not so cute now but i was surprised she didn't i don't know pick something like somebody a little more never I mean, I don't know, like like Davy Jones even or something. Yeah, or, or like Paul that. McCartney or yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. That's right. I don't know. That was funny to me. And she's like, or you can always unite between a, between a common uh, between a common enemy. And uh, I also liked her advice that take the best gift and wrap it in tin foil so you can grab it for yourself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That was good that was a good one and uh so the uh yeah the the advice for a high school student is probably a little bit lacking <laughs> for, for to get through the woes of high school but <laughs> uh, uh, cc tells her to have style and flair which i thought so, that she doesn't have enough style and flair which i thought was interesting because that's in the song yeah she's right got style she's uh. got flair that like led to my favorite line of the episode is Niles <laughs> when Cece's getting ready to leave and he holds out the broom. Yes! Uh, oh, my favorite too! <laughs> and she was just like, oh, uh, Maxwell needs me to get these to London. And he's like, here, hop on. With the time difference, you'll just make it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's holding out the broom to her. Yeah. I'm like, yes! <laughs> and he holds it out like a long time. He's yeah. like, you're, so you're not funny. leaving? You're just like waiting, <laughs> like, hello? <laughs> uh uh you have from fran i think in niles uh and this is uh this is my fears are uh, are laid and says, well, at least her fears are getting laid, getting laid. <laughs> yes that was what i had written down for fran <laughs> oh good yeah and so yeah they're like planning this party and so they just they decide to kind of get into a my fair lady mode like literally they're quoting my fair lady yeah. <laughs> at a certain point and <laughs> I, I can't believe we did it <laughs> so we did it and they're giving her the marbles that just like in my fair lady and uh, how now brown cow <laughs> and it, it was kind of jarring for me to hear fran drescher in a, like a regular voice <laughs> It was, it was weird. Right? Lower her voice with it the was, arms. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> I mean, it worked for the scene, but it was so like with person. It yeah. was. I know. It was really. It was <laughs> jarring. And uh, <laughs> I love that she calls out like other people though. She's like, "What? What about you? You don't say your R's." Like, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I also we can say anything we'd like and people think it's shakespeare it's british <laughs> yeah That's so true because i i am i adore british accents yeah. and 
and an Australian accent, but British is my favorite. Adore. Yes. <laughs> I did like too. They tried to bring up the Kennedys, and she's like, "What? They don't say ours either." <laughs> just, what are you talking about? Nobody says they're ours. Yeah. Well, that was funny. In the last episode, I forgot to say when she's like, Jackie O is her neighbor. Oh, yeah. It's like she's really concerned with John John. <laughs> oh, that was weird. I meant to bring that up. That so yeah. <laughs> and so um, so <laughs> yeah, I, I liked the line when she says, When I was 14, my mother came to pick me up from school in a halter top and pedal pushes on, and I'm still looking for this right support group. <laughs> that was what I wrote down. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That made me laugh. <laughs> I and too. I could picture her mother. I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, I could picture. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what pedal pushers are. I think those are like today's capri pants, oh, like no. right below the knee, like something like they wore in maybe like in Greece. You know, like you know, yeah. Um, Doctor Channing's care. Um, what's her name? She wore like a like Rizzo. Pants. Rizzo, you know, didn't they wear like a shorter pants? I think that's kind of a pedal pusher. Oh, okay. Sure. I wasn't sure if it was just another name for like Daisy Dukes or something like that. No, or what? it's a long, it's like a capri middle of the leg <laughs> kind of pants. Yeah. <laughs> that would be upsetting. <laughs> sounds horrible. Uh, so I, so they get the party and it's all fancy and Maggie's like super bored and all her friends are bored. Because they, because Fran had wanted to hire the psychic and do all this stuff, and and Maggie, they say, "Well, tell her Maggie hates the party." And I, she says, "This was my favorite of the episode for Fran." She says, "She's obviously she obviously missed my cousin Ira's brisk." Makes <laughs> 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 uh, So I really, uh, yeah. <laughs> random one-off moments in that party were just like too much i mean it is a little bit of a, a fat shamey joke but when she says how now brown cow to that woman as she passes by her, i was yeah. like oh my gosh but i also loved when they're looking at that like little statue thing and she's like oh this is beautiful is it my end friend no it's his in <laughs> like oh my god i like audibly laughed i was like oh my gosh it's so ridiculous but it's funny uh, did you guys recognize I, mrs wentworth no so She's, she was on mama's she was family naomi from mama's yeah. family <laughs> I, was like, I recognized her from mama's family i love mama's family Me i can too. do a podcast about mama's family <laughs> oh That's my gosh funny. Wow, I really am like a 90-year-old woman. Like, old girl, <laughs> mom's family. What, what am I doing? Um. And the, uh, you have uh, Niles uh, that uh, he says that he's got, he is uh, very proud of my command of both the fancy and the schmancy. And I feel like that's the not the I first place we'll hear that. I feel like he says that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was pretty funny and uh and he yeah he says not that there will be any cows at the party that's what you think <laughs> Maybe yeah that was another yeah this one had a lot of good zingers to me just like constantly 
even yeah. that little girl like kind of making fun of Brighton as he like continually tries to like hit on her. Right. So, yeah. Like, oh my. I think you couldn't get away with in 2020. Um, yeah. You would be get you know all the all the PC police would be out yeah. there getting people in trouble. <laughs> And the, uh, the, then you have the, the kind of the confrontation between Maggie and Fran and Maggie says, I'd kill to be like you. You don't have to change, which was actually a pretty sweet moment. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think obviously the messaging of this one was really, really nice about, you know, being you, staying true to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. was fun. I think the homages to my fair lady were fun. I did like the fortune teller too with CC. Yes. I don't see oh, any yeah. oh, handsome anything in your future. <laughs> I told you a million times. Well, and <laughs> at the very beginning, Niles says they did they select a new dilettante for the biosphere. <laughs> and that was actually there was a movie at Sundance. It ended up not being very good, but there was a movie at Sundance all about the biosphere. And it was this crazy weird thing that happened in the nineties uh, that they. Or they did this whole people were going to supposedly live in this biosphere for like two years oh. it's totally self-contained but okay. it ended up, ended up kind of fizzling out but uh but anyway that was that was interesting and so the fashion on this one we see uh that button jacket again yes uh but this time it's with a blue turtleneck <laughs> yeah the turtlenecks and then uh, yeah we said the coral bathrobe and then we have high jeans with ra with the rainbow rainbow sweater and a black turtleneck. <laughs> and then uh, I did like the scene with Maxwell uh, going through Fran's closet. <laughs> that was funny. He pulls out the the dress bag. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and so she ends up with this beige dress with her hair all up, <laughs> with that little scarf on. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like this is not the, the, uh, cause later on in the series, you see Bobby Fleckman where she's, uh, but that's like actually a different person also played by Fran. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah. it's kind of the same thing. And so, yeah, this one, uh, she ends up with that like kind of red little outfit at the very end after they throw the real party. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was definitely yeah, the red ruff. There you go. That ruffles all those ruffles up on the top, like pirate uh, styled ruffles up at the top of her shirt with the skirt. <laughs> that must have been why they had the the pirate shirt episode of Seinfeld. Like that was so many. Like that was like the fashion. Like all them ruffles up at the top by your neck. You had the big wavy like arms. I don't know. It's just so. <laughs> it was so unflattering like nobody looks good when they're all chopped up like that like when they're when their waist is so high and and they're you've got really boxy shoulder pads and oh, oh it's God. just awful it's awful <laughs> uh but yeah this one i do think is a little bit better than the yeah, first yeah. one first one we talked about so i'd probably give this one um i don't know i'll give this one an eight i guess it was oh pretty funny God, i think i would have gone with like an eight eight point five mm, yeah brown say, cows there you go I'll, I'll go with an eight i think that's a good that's a good one that's a good number yeah all right so then our last episode is the noon schlep. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I don't know how to say it. It's hard to say. <laughs> but it's when Fran asks a chaperone, acts, sorry, when Fran acts as a chaperone on Maggie's date, Maggie's boyfriend shows an interest in Fran instead. So this, this one is a kind of a weird episode. It has some really <laughs> funny stuff, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, Colleen, what did you think about this one overall? Good. It was probably my least favorite of the three. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it was cute to see James Marsden again or Jimmy Marsden or whatever you want to call him. Um, <laughs> it was, I don't know. Not my favorite. <laughs> I mean, it was okay. It was funny. Yeah. It did have some funny stuff. I just thought the whole chaperone thing, I mean, I get the point of it, but it was just very awkward. I mean, couldn't she have at least sat a couple rows back thank you well and that's what maxwell says point of the old people next next to her i guess they wouldn't have been able to do that but that was a lot i thought that went too far with uh, being a chaperone i mean yeah you had its moments yeah i mean that's what maxwell says like couldn't you just sat in the back like yeah like what are you doing why did you sit right by them it makes me almost think fran's mother did that or something at some point in her life you know i mean yeah yeah you gotta wonder where that came from that she would be right there in her face that's awkward i think in her mind she was thinking that was going to be she was going to be able to help maggie or something like that but but yeah, and he's like, even the dog preferred you. Over oh my god! He's like, that's just, I know. that's just animal, <laughs> animal instinct. Uh, but uh, but yeah, and so it starts out where, um, where Niles is sick, and mm-hmm. what did you think, Larry, of the whole, uh, his saying he feels queer and that whole, uh, get out of the closet <laughs> thing, like. <laughs> I mean, a part of it was just like, uh, I mean, they are in like a little. There's a butler's <laughs> closet. Yeah, okay. a little butler's a closet. Pantry. So I was like, oh, okay. That's a weird little double entendre. I thought they were just going to go that route of her literally telling him to get out of the closet um, instead of him taking it like the metaphorical way um i oh almost God. wish they had gone like her being like no get out of the closet like <laughs> get yeah. out of here yeah. um i don't know it was a it was a weird little <laughs> intro because <laughs> it's like one of the first parts of the episode and you're just like oh all right hello <laughs> yeah well and they she also takes his te- his temperature with her mouth which was kind of a weird <laughs> moment what? she's like wow you got talented lips she's like, you don't know the half of it it's like oh all right yeah i mean especially because the thing that dates it even more than kind of having that as a joke the uh whole don't ask don't tell but uh the first part was awkward enough but then that i think that made it like <laughs> even weirder i mean that's just so dated i mean do people even remember i mean i'm sure if it infected you that you do but yeah, uh, but, but still yeah. that's just so a creature of the time yeah sure. it's a very awkward like way to open up the episode yeah. yeah so she says well i'm just gonna have to do some cooking or i'm gonna have to provide dinner and uh it's it she picks up the phone and and uh, calls and gets chinese and and she uh 
she says they can order the the, the family family dinner and then she, gracie is talking she says that we can get the dysfunctional family dinner and that's they promise you shrimp and then don't give it to you (laughs) 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 and uh and i i did like the line too this is probably my one of my favorites from her she says uh that we order chinese food and they can learn how jewish people eat (laughs) (laughs) yeah about learning about other cultures yeah Uh, I did have one time where I went to, um, you know, the whole thing that supposedly Jewish people go to Chinese food on Christmas. I had one time where I, uh, I, I was by myself and I just, I didn't have anywhere to eat or anything. So I went to a Chinese restaurant by me for our, it was either Christmas Eve or Christmas and it was packed. <laughs> 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 I was like, "Wow, the myth is true." Well, it's funny it's true. You say that because last Christ, this past Christmas, I was in Ohio and I stayed at my sister's house, and my nephew was there with his wife. Um, they live out of the area; they live a couple hours away, so they stayed overnight. And they we had a nice dinner. All of us family was over, and in the evening they went and got Chinese and brought it back because they said that's their annual tradition. So I yeah. ended up having Chinese food on Christmas night with them which i thought was funny i've never done that before yeah yeah it is funny <laughs> it's true. i i like that you know it takes so long she's like i should be hungry again already <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh so we also find out that that maxwell has given cc a dog <laughs> and <laughs> I guess I thought he came a little bit later so I was just shocked because I remembered Chester uh, her little Pomeranian Mm -hmm. and I was like oh look at I I did love the the line of like fluffy and a good judge of character yeah Uh, that was a good line from Niles (laughs) it was like my favorite line of this episode from him Um, I thought it was a really cute scene I think Chester is adorable (laughs) and I I of course love the callback at the end of the episode uh, when it comes to Chester but yes Mm -hmm. yeah and you know that that was Fran's dog in real life really yeah if you look at it it says um if in the credits it says uh his name in dresser the last name of the dog oh i forget the name oh my goodness jester wow. dresser or whatever yeah <laughs> it's her dog <laughs> I, do, I do like this she's like oh he's like a little chestnut he's a chester she's like i'll name my dog thank you very much and then he's like it's mad chester it is uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it turns out the delivery man of the uh, Chinese food is Maggie's uh, first kiss at the, from the pilot from the backers party. Uh, and yeah, it's her, James Marsden, back this again. We get a good look at James Marsden, little baby James Marsden. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, so the, he asks Maggie out on a date. And they're, of course, really excited and then they realize oh i've got to now we've got to tell maxwell (laughs) (laughs) and i think i don't know if this is the first time that she's kind of sat on the corner of his desk but that definitely became a thing you know on the show right Mm -hmm. and uh he's 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 asking her and he says does it this is somebody i know does anybody really know anybody (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was funny 
uh, and she uh, she says that he's saving up to go to Yale, and I'm not talking about the locksmith school. <laughs> I just love when when he's like, "Well, what is he studying?" And she's like, "Mama." <laughs> That's good. Yeah, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> Drama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my daughter wants to date an actor. I'm like, well, Maxwell, you are in the theater business. Uh, doesn't seem all that far-fetched to me. <laughs> yes, and then uh, he says, you see what you've done? You made me look like an ogre. And then she says, maybe the word ogre was mentioned. <laughs> and I, I love when she's, she starts telling the story about Teresa Poloni. And he's, you mean the casting director? She's like, the legend lives on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. Like, yeah, the legend lives on was like my favorite fan, friend moment. Well, her direct line. Yeah. That was so funny. Guys, you know, let her go on the date, but you've got to go with her. You've got to be the chaperone. And she says, what? I don't want to be the chaperone. I want to be the new schlep. And, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and she even gives you a tutorial in the episode know, on how I'm to so say bad. it. You schlep. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. He's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so she's really bummed. And so the next part is actually on the date, like you said, Colleen. And, yep. and I, you know, it was a pretty good line that uh, when she says, look at the size of this thing, it should come with a lifeguard. Right. So that was <laughs> so funny. Good. <laughs> I just I loved that little old couple. So I was like, I mean, I guess if we if that's Very what we cute. had to do to get the little old couple in here, yeah, <laughs> the slip is getting irritated. <laughs> yeah, good out for one. Yeah, they were good. They were cute. Yeah, I swear fun. these shows from the '90s all used the same theater set. When they it always <laughs> looks exactly the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> you watch any of them, and. uh so, I mean, it was a little much with like Maggie yelling. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was- I mean, come on, girl, this is a little bit much. But- yeah, that was a little loud. Yeah, I did like that the person they showed in front of them like turned real quick when she started like yelling. Uh- <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, that first date is so awkward. Your first. Like it's just the worst. I did love when, when they play the music and the lights go down and she's like, There is a god or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I think it's Maggie who says, Oh, you do you just push, push, push. And she's like, Are you implying that I push? <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, that those when you're in I mean, we weren't allowed in my family we weren't allowed to date until we were sixteen. Uh-huh. That was the rule. And uh, but even then, it's 16, supposed to, supposedly Maggie's 14. Uh, it's still so awkward. It, For it's, sure. I don't know. It doesn't get better when you're in your 20s either. Yeah. It really, it's just awkward. Dating's super awkward. And, uh, and especially when you're, when you're young. Yes. yes. It's really, really embarrassing and awkward. And so, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, and she's just kind of like, "Look, it's a drink." <laughs> it's like all she has. It's big. Yeah. It's big. <laughs> yeah. 
it's so big that I don't think I'll be able to finish it. Yeah. So I have to say, so where this episode kind of loses me is then the next day or whenever, <laughs> then Fran gets a call from this, from Eddie and kind of asking her out and Maggie like storms out. She's so upset. And I guess the thing is that like, why would anybody in the world think that she would even go on a date with him? Like the, the way that the episode treats it is like they're a couple and like that's semi-valid. Like it, it's kind of bizarre to me. I mean, she's in her thirties. We know that. Yep. <laughs> and uh, they're just treating it as like, I don't know. It was just too sort of accepted that, okay, now Fran's going to go on a date with this guy. And <laughs> what? <laughs> he's, I mean, he's 17, right? 16 something like that yeah. so something that like was that because he's a delivery driver <laughs> yeah and i'm like this is illegal like literally it's illegal I, yeah. so the, the whole fact that maggie took it so seriously and that fran kind of acted like she was accepting a date with this kid i i feel like that is just weird and i didn't like it yeah, mm -hmm. it, it, the whole thing, I don't know, they played off too much. Yeah, like Fran was a high school student with her, like her actual like 14-year-old best friend. Yeah. Um, where they should have just played it like he has a crush on her. And yes, that would hurt Maggie's feelings. But like Fran, you know, being like clearly not, you know, I don't know. There was a way to play that better. Uh, yeah, more mm -hmm. of a, him having a crush on her, but Fran being like, look, <laughs> Stop like, it. This is outrageous. Be, you yeah. know, like be like have a little conversation and be like, And it's like they had that girl code moment, but yeah, it was just like a really awkward scenario. Yeah, because it was just treated as like totally valid that like she's gonna go on a date with this kid. Yeah. Which is so weird. And I, I just liked yeah. Brighton's little like line at her. Like, is that sarcasm from our dear Margaret? <laughs> <laughs> when she says uh you know take it like you take everything else or whatever at the breakfast table yeah, yeah. well and that's when we we get the uh even the dog preferred you over cc <laughs> get that line yeah so that's pretty good and yeah the girlfriend's code the first is you never gossip about your bff uh which is a totally moronic rule that nobody follows that was kind of funny <laughs> And, and then if a girl falls for a guy and the guy falls for her effervescent but totally blameless friend, then the <laughs> aforementioned friend is obliged to dump him. And Maggie's like, you would do that for me? I'm like, yeah, what? See, that's where it's like. <laughs> she, he's a child. She's an adult. Why I like your stories. <laughs> yeah, I like the stories about like Val's boyfriend's falling for her and then she goes to tell the reverse and she's like, oh wait, that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, never mind. Uh, did anyone else notice that she puts a Malamar down and doesn't finish it and gets another one? And then they're like gone. Yeah. And she's like, because then it's when it comes to chocolate, it's every girl for herself. Yeah. So like she puts oh, one down oh. on the bed. <laughs> so I was like, oop, uh, sorry, just production error. Uh, yeah. the, the Malamars, you have an unfinished one sitting on the bed, Fran. But <laughs> you should have eaten before you grabbed that new one. Yeah. The last one in the box. <laughs> and then evidently she's been telling girlfriend code rules uh, for like the whole day because when yeah. it, later on it's number 27 
it jumps to number 27 it's just because you're dumping someone doesn't mean you shouldn't look your best and uh, again it makes no sense why would you and be it's also like i see that verbiage him? it's also like you're not dumping him you're rejecting him you yeah. know like it's, it's like even so just weird. that verbiage is not yeah. right it's like dumping infers that you're in a relationship yeah like, <laughs> they haven't even been on a date and he's yeah. a child <laughs> Yeah, it just, I mean, yeah, adult. I think the, the wording of all of it could have really uh, just made the episode a lot less weird. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, definitely. And turns out he just wants to her to give Mr. Sheffield his resume. And oh. so then everybody's listening in the butler's pantry. And and I'm I'm a big fan of the whole idea of a butler's pantry, by the way. Because now oh. people in their houses have these the you know these open floor plans and everything like that i hate that because <laughs> i think that was so great about a butler's pantry is you could you could close it and nobody would see all your mess in the kitchen I'm now i want one so bad <laughs> now with all these open floor plans everybody you invite people over for dinner and everyone sees all of your mess like you can't i, I would love to be able to just close the door and, and enjoy it the dinner party and nobody know how chaotic and a mess my house is but that's a tangent <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true and <clears throat> so i do like how quickly everybody moved though i was like they were all like in their head plans yeah. like to grab something yeah. <laughs> returning the ladle <laughs> yeah, yeah well i was just like what were people expecting she's gonna go on a date with a 17 year old like what <laughs> It's just, I don't, really it's understand. almost cross, it's not crossing the line, but you, you know, <laughs> your mind could go there and that's just creepy. But. And then she's like, crossing I mean, the line. <laughs> and then it's really weird too, because like, again, since she's the one who gets rejected, like it, it's just so weird, but yeah, like, I guess it's a bruise to your ego that you're not wanted by a 16 year old. <laughs> I don't know, but then she's like so disappointed, like you know, kind of like resigned as she comes in, like yeah. embarrassed. And it's like, I mean, I guess you should be embarrassed because you should have never like, gone this far with this whole charade in the beginning. Yeah, uh, so but weird. yeah, I mean, they play it so so weird. And he brings her like pork to bribe her. Yeah, he brings her spare ribs. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so this one's kind of a weird one uh the fashion in this one she wears the rainbow vest again yeah with, with a puffy shirt mm -hmm. and then there's a black suit with uh cutouts yeah like that, that was actually my favorite that i think yeah. that was like my, definitely my favorite of this episode but maybe of all three i really liked yeah. the sleeve cutouts and those like gold studs and i was like oh that's yeah. good yeah. that was good and then she has a green robe at breakfast yes this one and then we see high jeans with a white shirt quilted <laughs> and, and, uh, uh well she has like a kind of a undershirt and then the on top of it is sort of it's not really quilted but it's like a it looks like a bunch of patches on the the pattern of the shirt that's wow. like a green and red and there's a little blue uh it was really ugly i hated that shirt but um and her then, hair though looked really good in the yeah episode. that was what i noticed is i was like i feel like she didn't have it quite up so tight like she does often like in that little bun half pony um and right. i just i was like wow her hair looks so good in this episode 
yeah i was uh, i still i love when i get lots of curl and i get yeah. big hair i love that that's my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. oh my gosh but a fashion moment not from her that i loved because it was the gag was when cc walks in with that like fox around her neck yeah, and everyone's just like oh, like aghast until yeah. Chester runs in the room Chester. oh my gosh that was cute she's just like uh you better watch out little guy <laughs> and uh yeah and then she she her uh dumping outfit is uh, it's kind of it was a cool skirt i liked the skirt it was like a it wasn't a zebra print but it was it was black and white yeah kind of mm -hmm. uh geometric and a white turtleneck of course <laughs> <laughs> and then she has a red blazer on mm -hmm. there so yeah a lot i of think black. she gets away i think she gets away from the turtlenecks soon I, I don't know about the first season it might be a whole first season of turtlenecks but i definitely know as we go on it's more like actual dresses and and like skirt stuff without yeah. the turtleneck constantly being yes. there yes. i don't remember oh. the turtleneck so much but oh yeah it's a lot of every episode of turtlenecks it is uh, but yeah so this one i would probably give a five to yeah i think yeah, That's yeah. Bye, Bye Pomeranians. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there we go. That is these three episodes. Uh, let us know if you're listening, which one is your favorite and what you like about these episodes. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you agree about high-waisted jeans? Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're thrilled it's coming back. I don't know. <laughs> Let us know if we're wrong and high-waisted jeans deserve the resurrection that you're oh. getting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all the fashion choices, what's your favorite of these <laughs> sets? Uh, it's like they came out with the bang with her that red dress, and that was pretty timeless in the pilot. Yes, yes. That red dress, Definitely. I feel like. But <laughs> these were, were interesting. And so, anyway, let us know your thoughts, and... Uh, we, I'm working on hopefully making a separate Frankcast Twitter and some other things, but, uh, you know, we're just kind of making this up as we go. So forgive us with that. And, uh, and so Larry, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on YouTube as well as Instagram and Twitter, all at LC Screen Talk. Great. And Cooling, what about you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at L-E-L-E-44094, Lele44094. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out and check out the Homeworkies Podcast at Homeworkies Pod or Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media, and on iTunes and YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We appreciate it so much. And we'd really love to have your feedback for any segment suggestions or as other ideas that you might have. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much as well. We have our patron group, which is really fun. I know times are tough, but if you have any extra, it really means a lot to us. And we try to give you giveaways and other fun stuff uh, to make that worth it. And then we have our merch store, which has a lot of fun designs. So check that out as well. And thanks you guys. This is so much fun. We hope you all are safe and, and well, and uh, we'll look forward to next week. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>